Thank you, thank you, Janet Lee. And that, that just moves me up the scale with all those spirit-filled songs. I know the people don't really know all the words yet, but we're going to get that into the happening. God bless you. And so hello, everybody. And today is the 17th day of August. And this is a live broadcast The Whisper of Satan, Part 22. And we want to cover a lot of things. Um, I have more on my uh, availability to speak than I have time. But we're going to do what we can. First, I want to make uh, this uh, important announcement. That uh, my personal email, lee.jerry.o at gmail.com, has been hacked into. So if you get a weird, crazy, nutty message from me, it's not me. It's been hacked into and all kinds of people are getting messages that I did not send. When I went to the computer, I had uh, nearly 300 um, uh, messages sent out that I did not send, uh, but I could, it was recorded. So uh, do not click on to that message. And, and if they ask for your, your uh, password, do not give it. Just delete that. Because I will not be sending anything out by the Jerry Lee uh, email uh, until I get rid of all this interference. So, uh, you know, it's, it's too bad that that had to happen right on... Saturday afternoon and evening when I'm trying to get my message together. But uh, I know Satan does not want this word out. And he will do everything that he can to stop it. Today, I am going to reveal the most sensational bit of information that I have ever revealed in my manifest ministry. I'm going to reveal the, the formula. And this is um, more than equal to Einstein's for, uh, uh, formula of his energy equals uh, mass times the s- uh, square of the speed of light. This will exceed that uh, revelation as fundamental and great as that was. So uh, you don't want to miss this. You don't want to miss hearing it live. It is the formula of the ages. And I've decided to, since Satan is being so disruptive, uh, I would just deliver to him a blow from which he will be some long time recovering. Okay, so we we wanted to go over just a few things of prior messages, prior teachings that we had, and um, uh, so that you're alerted to everything that you that you need to know. And um, you're alerted to the memory of these things that I've said, and that will that will greatly uh, be an assist to you. One of the uh, things that I said that I wanted to do a repeat on was this um, thing about men of other tongues and bodies not of this world. And uh, I want to I want to you know go over that, cover that. Uh, and uh, a few other things uh, before we get into this um, 
distance from zero message. Um, we talked about the Ephesians 6.12 things quite often, how that the war, the real war, is not with flesh and blood. And so that many times as uh, theologians and pulpiteers, as I sometimes call, sometimes call them, are uh, out there uh, teaching what they consider to be their gigantic colossal revelations, <clears throat> they are referring to uh, they are referring to taking some of these old terms, uh, Persia and Grecia and and many others, uh, and uh, revealing the timetable as it is recorded in the history of the world. Uh, especially, they like to get into the revelation. Uh, about Alexander the Great. And you know, that is all okay. There's nothing evil about doing that. There's nothing uh, incorrect about doing that. It just needs to be understood that that is only a 30-fold level. So when the scripture says, laying aside the principles of the foundations of the doctrines of Jesus Christ, the laying on of hands, the baptisms, the resurrection, and on and on and on as it elaborates, uh, it shows that those those uh, ideas, those concepts, the, that uh, information does have relevancy, but it, it is not a rele relevancy that leads to the superior knowledge and wisdom that ultimately everyone has to find uh, or should find if they want to really be into the uh, highest assignment of the knowledge of God. And so, as we begin to understand that and we begin to equate these things, uh, we begin to realize that as Jesus taught, there's a 30-fold, a 60-fold, and a 100-fold. And so, what we're uh, sharing with you uh, many times is the 60-fold revelation, and then oft times uh, the hundredfold revelation. And we are taking you up the vertical staircase. We are taking you up uh, the vertical ascent. Now there is uh, many different ascents, and uh, and they have interception levels. Um, when you are looking at that mathematically you have uh, a horizontal line that is called uh, uh, a lineal uh, line and that is mathematically um, as of zero ascent because it's just, you know, a cross. And then as it has any rises in, into it that intercept the uh, flat-lined levelness of it, uh, those are called interceptions. And uh, in a line that goes out so far, there may be um, several interceptions. And those interceptions are different places of either elevation or descent uh, back to the levelness of the line or up to a, a, a steepness that of, of the rise. Lots of people out there in the theological world, when they uh, have an experience of a an interception of the um, the world uh, flatlined uh, line, uh, they really feel you know excited sometimes about that, and and I I applaud them for any excitons that they might be reaping into their ears, uh, but but none of those uh, ascents are of the 60-fold, 100-fold nature. 
they all are relative to the 30-fold nature. And they belong to a plane uh, that is totally fastened uh, to the earthliness and and the physical and the physiological realm. Um, If you want to find the ascent that uh, is not um, of the nature that is equilateral uh, uh, in this flatlined uh, mentality and and flatlined men, uh, spirituality, then you have to go vertical. And the, even vertical can be slanted uh, to one side or the other and not be a straight, full uh, uh, ascension, um, you know, uh, vertical. But as the vertical is very straight and it's like Jacob's ladder, where it's just going, you know, straight up, and and uh, when you ascend on it, or and you can descend on it, but you are descending vertical, then you are going up the ascent uh, toward zero. Now we have to understand, and we're going to talk a lot about zero, that um, there's physical zeros, and there is a spiritual zero, and when you're talking about the spiritual zero, uh, it's like um, you know, uh, saying that you want to get to absolute zero. Uh, some people might look on their thermometer and say, oh, it's below zero. But, you know, you wouldn't even be close to to uh, absolute zero because absolute zero is something of a far, uh, you know, uh, a greater uh, level. For instance, to get to absolute zero, you are talking 273.15 uh, degrees um, uh, Celsius uh, on the Celsius scale. Or if you're on the Fahrenheit scale, you're talking 459.67. So you could be, you know, uh, 30 degrees below, uh, and but not be anyways near what is absolute zero. And we're talking about this happening on the spiritual ascent. And and so um, that is a very, very important thing. Uh, and now we're using that just as a comparative. And we're talking about, you know, the freezing and the zero that is, is uh, uh, emanates from that uh, concept. But if we were to talk about absolute truth, absolute spirit energy, absolute love, uh, absolute uh, God dynamics, uh, then we would have a scale something along that line where to, where there would be many different entrances uh, of, um, of associated experiences and associated achievements that would be outstanding, uh, but they would not have reached the ultimacy, that is the potentiation uh, with God. And so... That would be, you know, like, like they say, for instance, on this Celsius figure I give, I've given you, that they have attempted to, to reach that, that uh, cold degree in the labs, but they have never, in, in a satisfactory way, ever been able to successfully get the Celsius figure down to that 2.74.15, or or I I should say superscript 15, whatever you want to call it, but it's actually 0.15, and and degrees uh, superscript. So um, when we begin to open up this revelation to you today, you know, we are not talking a polymorphic uh, plane 
uh, or um, a uh, physical uh, or physiological plane or even a hypothetical plane. We are talking about something that supersedes. And so when I'm giving you the formula today that I will be giving you, it will entail this in absolutely enchanting, exciting uh, revelation. Uh, this will be the first time that it's ever been broadcasted. It'll be the first time that it's ever been told uh, uh, outside of some extremely very pers uh, personal people. So this is a day of days and a moment of, of glory. Um, we, we know that the forces are out there as described in Ephesians 6.12. <clears throat> we remember in Daniel 10, uh, verses 20, how that um, uh, Daniel was trying to pray, trying to make a breakthrough with God. And um, Gabriel came to help him. But then the forces of darkness, um, called the Prince of Persia, interfered and inter, uh, uh, intercepted um, uh, that um, trying, that, that urgency uh, of, of the spiritual endeavor. And blocked it for some long period of time until uh, the uh, archangel Gabriel joined the archangel uh, uh, Michael when Michael came to assist. <coughs> After that, of course, they defeated uh, those the forces of the prince of Persia, and and then uh, Gabriel said, "Now." After that fight was over, he said, now I go to fight with the prince of Grecia, which is, uh, you know, the, the, uh, the name, old name for, for, for Greece. And, uh, and that does get into the time of, uh, of uh, you know, uh, Alexander the Great. Uh, but the thing that happened to Alexander the Great was just a, a physical pattern of the wars that were going on with the forces of darkness and the forces of light in the higher planes of, of spiritual patterns. And so the revelation that you are receiving through this manifest insight is so, so incredible, so gigantic, so colossal that, ladies and gentlemen, you need to hold on this, hold on to this with all your might, all your strength, and all your heart. Because these are opportunities uh, of breaking out of the webs of darkness, of breaking through the the uh, the mysteries that have been hidden, that have been lost, that have created in the Bible uh, a second book uh, within a book called the Invisible Bible. So, <clears throat> as we get into this thing, uh, and we're talking about men of other tongues and bodies, and lips, um, we, um, we can look at, um, uh, at Corinthians 14.21, and, uh, and we'll, we'll get into that, uh, and really share some of that with you, because um, it, uh, it goes right along with this whole statement, I'm going to read it to you, Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 14. 21 because what this does is it it basically establishes um, you know this message that I'm, I'm sharing with you 
that is so important for you for you to know. Okay, so um, it says in the law it is written. Now, Paul wanted to give the emphasis that this subject was so important for its emanation that the clout of it was that even in the law, and the law could include uh, the statutes, the Ten Commandments, and even the prophets. And, uh, and it says, With men of other tongues and other lips will I speak to this people. There is promised a coming revelation. <clears throat> a coming revelation in which we will hear special envoys speaking to us in other tongues, having other bodies, not of this world. He says, I'm going to speak to you. Now, it's not that he has not already tried this and, and done this, because the scripture is evident that is the case. For he says, and yet for all that will, for all this, they will not hear me, saith the Lord. Wherefore, tongues, now get this, this is very important, are for a sign not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. So, in the example of the receiving of the Holy Spirit, and the fact that there is tongues, it basically says, you know, it's one thing if you get off to yourself and you speak in tongues, but if you're going to speak a message to other people, don't do it unless either you or someone else is out there that has the gift of the interpretation of the Spirit, so that, the, so that those tongues can be experienced. Because we know that the Bible tells us that when the tongues are, 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 are speaking, that they sometimes pray for us in ways that we do not know how to pray. And, and they, they can make great encourage with God because they speak in tongues of other uh, lips, of other persons and other bodies. We did learn that in the Hebrew, when you interpret the word lip, that lip can be, you know, uh, the, the edge of a cup. It can be, uh, it can represent a human body. Uh, it can represent... Uh, you know the the lip of a uh, uh, just the side of, of of a river or an ocean. Uh, in many many meanings, we must not jump the gun, as I put it sometimes, and think that you have the shot that can be fired and heard all around the world. <clears throat> because many times, that shot that you're thinking of firing, you know, is not a vertical ascent. It's more a horizontal flat line with a few interceptions of, of rise. And, and so really getting the right interpretations in a 60-fold, 100-fold level uh, is the thing that God is leading his people to. And he is saying, people have not been hearing this. Paul made the point that even in his time, that the same veil that was over the, the, the face of Moses to, to keep the people from being able to see the, the totality of his shining <clears throat> aura experience. Uh, that it was still in effect 
in his time. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's called the glass darkly. The glass darkly. People are looking through the glass darkly and they think they're finding the truth. But they, they, they are reading things, but they're not absorbing it. They're not understanding it because it's written in mystery. The Bible says Jesus, while on earth, spoke mostly in, in parables. And, and the disciples even challenged and questioned him. Why do you speak to par- in parables all the time? Why, why is it, you know, you know and, and what did you mean by this parable? Even the disciples did not just totally understand the meaning of the, the parables till Jesus privately explained it to them. And he said, it's given to you to know, but to these other people, it's not given to them to know. <clears throat> now, what did that mean? Well, he didn't mean by that it was never given them to know, but it meant that there were time levels. And and on this horizontal uh, pitch, this dead line uh, pitch, uh, you know, until the Holy Spirit should would begin to move and create those interceptions uh, to give rises, and then eventually get people into the to the straight upward vertical ascent. Uh, they're just not ready to hear some of these some of those deep things. Now, I admonish you to consider all of that and as you hear some of these teachings uh, if if some of these things which are you know very high uh, quality of nature uh, just do not correspond with your understanding and it just doesn't sink in don't shirk it off don't throw it down into the gutter <clears throat> because uh, that would not be a smart thing to do uh, you know put it on the shelf you're not ready for it put it on the shelf until your enlightenment is expanded and then you'll be able to understand what is going on okay now let me really keep moving here because <laughs> here is so much to cover okay so we see then that um uh this is a very important subject this thing and god does want to speak to us uh, you know uh with uh, men of of, of other of other tongues and other lips, other bodies uh, that are not of this world. Um, that same um, backing is uh, can be found uh, at the, about the uh, men of other tongues and and bodies um, uh, in the book of Isaiah twenty eight eleven through twelve <coughs> through thirteen. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay, now how long is this revelation going to be going on for? A lot of people out there have everything in short term. Even there's Christian science, scientists that have things in short term. But almost every short period of time that's going by, discoveries are being made of more and more ancient kinds of, of uh, civilizations and ancient kinds of pagan uh, um groupings of people that have lived on this planet going back you know multi-millions of years and um uh it, it it is it is there's a breakout happening of truth and and it's written in the stones of time well the bible says it's going to go on a long time as long as the sun and the moon endure psalm 72 5 and verse 17 and Ecclesiastes chapter chapter one uh, verses three and fourteen, in which it, which it uses the term under the sun, 
that this would, as long as this would be, and these things would happen under the sun, under the sun, under the sun, mentioned repeatedly, so that we see that the sun, which is a star, is about what the scripture says in the first chapter of um, of Genesis, that that we are in star time, and if you get off of that understanding, then you just don't, you don't know where you're going on, uh, you know, or going at, so. We've got to understand that uh, there are things that happens. You know, there, there's there's these 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 jets off of our our um, uh, journeys where God suddenly uh, raptures people. Uh, you know, uh, that's been going on since the beginning of time. <coughs> uh, we know that in Matthew twenty four thirty seven through forty. You know, it talks about as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. And then it goes into the thing about that there be two, at, you know, at, 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 in the field and one will be taken, one will be left. There be two, you know, uh, at the mill, one will be taken, one will be left. So that is not what happened to the, with with Moses. People think that it's talking about, uh, not Moses, pardon me, but Noah. No, that's not what it's talking about. Those were the people that were saved by water. But the people that were saved uh, as it's going to be in the coming of the Son of, of, of Man is those that are saved by air. They are taken up to a meeting in the air. And so let's not get a meeting of people that were saved uh, of, of the number eight on, on, a, on a, a, a ship call, called the Ark. Uh, let's get, not get that to be relative to the meaning here of as it was in the days of Noah, because that is not what it's saying. It is clearly saying that the meeting is in the air, and those have happened different times. Enoch was taken up to a meeting in the air. Elijah was taken up to a meeting in the air. And uh, in, uh, um, you know, uh, other scriptures, uh, like, for instance, uh, Luke seventeen thirty four through 37, uh, the people uh, that were attacked by the Roman Empire uh, in 70 AD, there was many of them that were taken up. And the scriptures make that very clear when it says, but where, Lord, where were they taken? And, you know, he says, well, it, it tells how and where that they were taken in symbolism. Uh, but that was another um, rapture and take, uh, taking up. So uh, in Matthew tw- 24, 14, it says, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations. So people think, yeah, I've got to get out here. I've got to get every nation on the face of this earth. I've got to give them, get this message. Well, the way population is increasing, <laughs> that is is a never fulfilling uh, possibility, because as soon as you get to to all the rest of the world, you got a whole new nation of people that has raised up from being born. <clears throat> okay, <clears throat> so. What is the secret there? Well, the secret is what the original word really said. In Matthew twenty four fourteen. here's what it really says. This kingdom, this, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the cosmos. Because the word world there is from the Greek word cosmos, which means universe. And so, you know, everything under the sun, star time, time is going on. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get this down. We got to get this message down. We got to get this message down. We got to get it down.
Okay. Now, we know there's things out there not known. Uh, dark matter, 23.3%, they estimate. Uh, dark energy, 72.1%, they estimate. That's a total of 95.4%. And the scientists say they do not know the answer. They do not know anything about dark matter and dark energy. They just don't know what it is. That means 95% plus of the universe they do not know. So any scientist out there that starts to say, we've just about got this, the universe solved, we've just about got all these answers uh, resoluted, um, you, they're, they're, not, they're not being honest with you. They're not telling you the truth because they themselves admit that there's 95.4% of the universe uh, that they do not understand. Now, the way they try to get around this is say, well, we're talking about the observable uh, uh, universe. Well... <laughs> The observable universe is not very large in the sense of comparative to the the uh, the total universe and what it is. Okay, now let's go on. Uh, let's talk about these things. Um, we 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 see that um, in First Corinthians thirteen one and 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 twelve. Um, Though I speak with tongues of men and um, and angels, uh, we see that um, that love is number one. Charity is number one, agape. And uh, we see that in that same chapter 13, 1, verse 12 talks about the glass darkly. So you can speak with tongues of men and even angels, but it depends on the vertical scale where you are, what the distance of you from absolute zero is. So when we talk about this message of the distance to zero, we're talking about the distance of absolute God, absolute energy of God, absolute love of God. And and that is like this comparative on the, the Celsius of 274.15, when you think you've got, got at one uh, degree below zero, you've got zero that is meaningful, you do not. <laughs> and even then you know that things don't freeze until it gets down, uh, you know, to, what is it, 28, 30 degrees, uh, so forth. So, uh, but when you get into the, really this, this, this deep, absolute freeze, you know, they haven't even been able to achieve, achieve that in the laboratories yet. And, and now that's just comparative uh, to talking about getting into absolute truth. An absolute love, an absolute God, an absolute energy of God, and and so that is so very, 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 very important. And and um, so uh, Daniel eight fifteen through sixteen talks about the appearance of a man. We talked about that last week. How that people say, well, Gabriel was a man. No, no. The Bible says he took on the appearance of a man. And this is the important thing about. Um, you know, the, the, this revelation about um, the appearance of something, also mentioned in Daniel 10, 5 through 6, uh, means the transfiguration scenarios. And uh, that's very important. Hebrews thirteen two, people have entertained angels unaware because they looked at someone and thought, that's just a man, that's just a human being. But a lot of times that human being was really an angel clothed in the appearance of a human being. So that's very important. 
Yeah, Mark sixteen twelve says Jesus appeared in other forms, and and we we see the revelation of the transfiguration. Matthew seventeen two, uh, and Mark nineteen uh, nine. Pardon Mark Mark nine two. So let me repeat that transfiguration on the Mount of Transfiguration. Mark seventeen two. Photo translation um, experience. Mark nine two, uh, and even Satan gets into this thing of transfiguration. Satan transforms into an angel of light, Second Corinthians eleven fourteen. And uh, Hebrews eleven five Enoch translated. Um, and and Joel writes about the appearances of horses, the appearances of horsemen. Uh, so shall they run. And and uh, as we, we begin to see these scriptures and what they're talking about, uh, it is excitons flowing like a river. Blessed be the name of God. We want to talk a little bit about about antimatter and uh, and and what it is and neutrons if we get the time and electrons. Uh, you know, uh, it's it's all about the charge that they have at the time. Okay. Now the scripture tells us um, in Acts about. They saw cloven tongues when the Holy Spirit began to be uh, put upon people. And and this is, cloven is another way of saying cleaving. Or, or they, these tongues, they clev, they, 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 there was a cleaving power that they had. And um, uh, in the, the first level of understanding, we have a 30-fold. But as we get into the level of understanding of this cleaving, uh, as being a yoking kind of thing, uh, we get into entanglement cleaving 60-fold. And when we get it up to the point where we're in 100-fold, we're into a white silence. And so the, the cloven tongues are speaking in a language uh, of, of, of uh, what to us would be silence, but what to them uh, was, uh, was significant signage. And so... We're talking about this thing of zero, and it is so interesting to discover that zero, the word zero, is actually in the Bible. I've had so many people say, no, it's not. It's not in the Bible. But they don't know what they're talking about, and, and, and we realize that. Uh, but um, you, you, you do have it uh, in, the, in the Hebrew, zira, pronounced zara, or zina, uh, you know, uh, 2330. Three in the in the Greek and Strong's Concordance uh, actually equals seed S E E D, and uh, and then we have um, you know uh, 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 several uh, other kinds of um, of um, you know uh, let me correct that that twenty three thirty three I said Greek that would be Hebrew so Hebrew uh, zera is is uh, from the the Greek. And uh, pardon me, from the Hebrew, and then we have the twenty-two twenty um, uh, zeroa, uh, zeroa, uh, z e r o w a, and uh, I want to get into that and explain that in a little more detail. But we're going to take a break right now. Janet Lee at the organ. <clears throat>
Thank you, thank you, Janet Lee. And I'm I'm just getting more and more compliments that are coming in uh, over the emails and and uh, uh, of course don't send any today till we get all our email things straightened out. But you can send it to the manifester uh, dot you know yada. Uh, the manifester um, is not in a problem right now uh, with uh, the hackers. But uh, God bless you, Janet Lee. And uh, back to to uh, zero. Uh, we got this Hebrew uh, uh, Zenra, Zenra, and this uh, Zenra, this uh, uh, you know, uh, is uh, Hebrew uh, Strong's Concordance twenty three thirty three. Uh, also, uh, we got twenty two twenty Zeroa. It's it's you know S E. Uh, pardon me, Z E R O W A. Uh, and and uh, broken down in the in the English of S E R dash O dash A A H, also from two 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 O from is from two three three two two three three two, and this is zero A, and um, and uh, when you understand that A is an abbreviation for Yah. And Yah is abbreviation for like Yahweh or Yahweh and so we have zero Yah, uh, and and this is this absolute uh, zero that I'm talking about, and the Bible's telling about it when it puts the name Ah after zero, which you can see in the Strong's Concordance uh, twenty three thirty two, and Zara Zara, which means. Um, uh, to plant seed, to sow, and also speaks about the arm as being stretched out. We call it the everlasting arm, the God force, the strength, the power. So, uh, wow, uh, it's all there in the cloven tongue message, in the tongues of, you know, of of uh, other men and 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 other bodies, uh, not of this world, and 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 it's something that God is speaking to His people. Now, let's let. Uh, zero, just uh, uh, linger for a little bit while I go back in uh, into some things that I don't want to uh, just continue to leave out. Uh, we talked about the dinosaurs. Uh, this is before these articles came out, by the way, and how that uh, that uh, that Lucifer, Satan, was involved during the fifth uh, age of creation into making the dinosaurs. And then we, we talked about this revelation of how that he began to shrink some of his creation so that it could survive in a mini-mode uh, compared to the colossal size that they were. Now, just recently, uh, a study tracing dinosaur evolution into early birds uh, was put out. And um, it says, scientists have mapped how a group of fearsome, massive dinosaurs evolved and then shrank to the likes of robins and hummingbirds. Uh, comparing fossils of 127 different species, 1,500 skeletal features, especially high bones, researchers constructed a detailed tree for the class of two-legged meat eaters called um, theropods, uh, the suborder of dinos, uh, which survives to, to this day as birds. Uh, however unrecognizable and improbable it sounds. Now, that 
to me is quite an incredible uh, thing. And it, it, it is basically, in their timing, going back 163 uh, million years when some of these first shrinkings begin to happen. Uh, I find all of that extremely, uh, very, very interesting uh, <laughs> because it just so goes along with all these teachings that, you know, I'm, I'm doing and, and sharing with you and trying to bring you up to date on what the, the real facts are about, uh, you know, because these things that we're teaching, is not, they're, they're, they're not junk. They're just not uh, drawn out of the air. I, I give you backing for all of these uh, extreme things that I say. I give you Bible backing. And, and I know there's been maybe one or two people say, oh, you're taking it out of context. And no one would say that unless they didn't understand context. And I'm not going to explain it again. I explained it extensively the last uh, message. You can look at that. But we know that one of the things that did, did survive during some terrible destructive things as described in Jeremiah 4.23 through 25 he says, and lo, the, you know, the earth was without form and void, and, and, uh, and there was no man, and all the birds were fled. I described that last week, how that these birds fled. They didn't say they, there was no birds. Uh, it said there was no man. It's, and this is talking about particular kinds of, of, uh, of uh, non-soul people that got wiped out during that time. Uh, and uh, so it's very interesting. I did share with you, too, a word from uh, Hebrew, uh, Strong's Concordance, uh, 8318 called charrettes and how that these charrettes were like uh, almost uh, you know uh, germ-like atom-like uh, uh, energies that were used in the creation and uh, they were done in colossal swarms of of creation and, um, and how important that that is um, we're going to later be talking about the charges and how important these charges are, like the proton is a positive charge, the neutron is a zero uh, charge, and the electron is a negative charge. Now, we're going to be sharing with you, if I have the time, how that by changing these these uh, charges, which we teach as part of our teachings about atomic inversion, that when you invert these charges, you can change something uh, that is a proton uh, to being equal to an electron. And, uh, and, and in each and every instance, um, you, you can make such incredible changes that it can have universal effects. If we have the time, we'll be talking about that because it is absolutely important. We did this revelation a while back about the word back, B-A-C-K, and we gave you all these different scriptures, uh, you know, that uh, were a revelation about the word back and, um, and uh, how that uh, uh, this revelation, uh, like uh, in the, in the uh, uh, Hebrew uh, word, um, uh, or pardon me, the he Hebrew uh, number uh, in the Hebrew can, uh, Dictionary of Strongs, 1465 um, and 1460 and 1475 and 1458, how that those all show the relativeness of the word back and that it is an embedded secret word uh, that has been embedded to be used at a future time by Lucifer Satan, in which he will take like these 
dinosaurs that have been shrunk to birds, and then he will bring them back to their dinosauric uh, uh, colossal sizes. And that word back is, is, is tremendously voluminous in its revelation, uh, you know, and it's, it's about negative regeneration of brute beast species. And uh, and it's a world plan that the manifester ha- is exposing. That is part of the, one of the whispers of Satan. Uh, he's got you know the terrors uh, 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 secret that he tried to keep that Jesus revealed in Matthew thirteen thirty four through thirty five. Matthew thirteen thirty four through thirty five. He's got the Gog and the Magog uh, secret that we've been revealing to you. And um, and uh, and you know that can, can be uh, uh, seen seen uh, in uh, several different uh, uh, revelations, um, especially into Ezekiel. Um, we've got uh, the tares, uh, as we said, that was done in secret, and along with it, the the star wormwood, and now we got this revelation of back. So uh, when the Bible says, "How art thou fallen?" How art thou, thou fallen, O Lucifer? That is quite a mystery and quite uh, uh, an incredible revelation. Now, in 1 Corinthians 2.7, it says that there was wisdom ordained before the world. Before the world, there was wisdom ordained for we uh, fallen ophanims, ordained that, that belongs to our glory. Before the world, that's 1 Corinthians 2.7. In 1 Corinthians 2.10, it says, The Spirit reveals, or we could say the Spirit searches all things. Uh, the Spirit reveals the deep things of God. What man knows, what man knows the things of man, except or save the Spirit of man, which is in him. Now, here's the Bible telling us, if you want to know things about man, if you want to know things about the habitat of man, if you want to know things about the earth world that man lives in, if you want to know things about the universal world that man lives in, there's only one revelation given in the Bible which was, which was ordained before the world to our glory, as I read to you in 1 Corinthians 2, 7, and, and, uh, and it is being revealed in 1 Corinthians 2, 10 about the spirit reveals the deep things of man, and who who knows anything about uh, about this except the spirit of man, which is in him. Wow. Okay. Now, here's a really neat one. Zechariah twelve one. The burden of the word of the Lord. Now, I want you to know that I've had this burden of the word of the Lord, and and it's been a big thing in my life. It has it has led me. It has directed me. It has. Um, uh, been an aura to me, and, and 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 it's a great burden because there's a lot of the word of the Lord out there that is just not understood. There's a lot of the word of the Lord that is just definitely very uh, difficult to understand. Um, and so I want to get into this and share this with you uh, because it is so very very important. Um, and just give me a, a, a minute here to set myself up where I can get to all of my paperwork here. And, uh, all right. So here's, here's where we're coming from. And this is very important. Um, 
the burden of the word of the Lord. What does the burden of the word of the Lord, uh, what is the burden of the word of the Lord about? Well, it says, it searches forth the heavens and and it lays the foundations of the earth. And it forms the spirit of man within man. So, so the burden of the word of the Lord is very, 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 very important. Do you have a burden of the word of the Lord? Uh, if you don't, you need to have a burden of the word of the Lord. This message of the manifest needs to get out. And, and you know, uh, I need to get my publications out. I've, I've got a chance. Uh, it looks like I'm going to be meeting next Wednesday with uh, these uh, film producers and television uh, producers. And, uh, and it is something that, uh, you know, uh, that we have a super opportunity of. Uh, it's going to take, you know, for my part, uh, $20,000 to put up uh, to get us on, uh, to make this television uh, debut. Uh, which I believe will go international and we can then really let people know about these books that we're doing, about this manifest, about these broadcasts. And, and uh, you pray that, that God will make this available. Someone has said that, you know, indicated they may be able to help us with that, but they wouldn't be able to till December. Uh, you know, there may be someone out there that can do this before because I've got a burden. I've got a burden for the word of the Lord and it's got to get out. And this message has got to get out and wait till you hear the rest of it today. Now, in uh, uh, this thing about the spirit, you know, we're, we're 50% spirit and 50% flesh. And, and, but the Bible tells us that our flesh dominates because it says the, 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 the spirit of the prophet is subject uh, to, to, the, to the prophet. So, so that is very, very important to know and to understand. Okay, so... Here's what God is saying to do. Psalms 148.1 Praise you the Lord. Praise you the Lord from the heavens. God wants us to be able to do that. God wants us to be able to, to have this vertical ascent and to be understanding that, that this gospel must be spread into the universe. And when we took those two vertical, uh, uh, or not vertical, well, they were vertical ascents, uh, in the virtual reality, on that last one, we began to, to, to send the manifest word out to some of the different stars and out to some of the different areas in, uh, uh, you know, in, in space. So blessed be the name of God. Now let me read the rest of this. Let me read the rest of this. Uh, Psalms 148.1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Have you ever tried to do that? <laughs> we did. Blessed be the name of God. Praise him in the heights. There's a spiritual height. There's a, a, a height that will deliver you from a lot of ignorance. And then in, in uh, uh, Psalms 148.3, Praise him all you stars. And Job 38.7 calls us morning stars. Blessed be the name of God. So, we are to magnify the Lord with these ideas. Psalms thirty-four, three, you know, uh, you know, and and in um, uh, Psalms nineteen. Okay, uh, let me. Let, I, I I tell you, I'm really feeling the spirit, really feeling moved on. Let me uh, let me read that to you. Um, that's uh, really really neat. Uh, it's something I have preached so much on. It's such an important 
teaching, but you're going to see this thing about zero in here when I'm done because your eyes are going to be open. Psalms 19.1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament showeth his handiwork. Now we're, we're to praise the Lord from the heavens and from the heights. Day unto day utter his speech. That's, that's the word of the Lord. I've got the burden. I've got the burden for the scripture here. Day unto day, every day, there is new revelation coming forth and being uttered. And night unto night is showing knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. It's universal. It's everywhere in the universe. It's the Soundtron, ladies and gentlemen. Verse 4, their line, L-I-N-E, is gone out through all the earth. And their words, W-O-R, W-O-R-D-S, to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is as a bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices in a, in a strong man to run. God is tying in the very bridegroom ministry to this understanding of the revelation of the heights, of this revelation of the heavens, of this revelation of the word of God that is the soundtron. Now, when you look up this translation in the, the book of, of, of Romans 10, verse 18, it says, Have they not heard? And he's quoting this particular verse in Psalms 19 about their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. And he says, Have they not heard? Their sound went unto all the earth. And their words into the ends of the world. And line is then translated or transliterated, however you like to say it, into, into the, the word sound. So now we have line by the Bible, translation meaning sound. And, and we're going to see how important this, this thing about the line really is. Because we've explained before that the line can also mean measurement. Uh, but now we begin to understand the difference between a horizontal line and a vertical line. And we begin to see all of these important things that are so absolutely uh, awesome to, 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 to understand and why we've got to magnify the name of the Lord with this. Okay, now uh, we talked last week about the 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold uh, revelations and how that you know, the literal people, the nations, the kingdoms, the tongues, the human key patterns, uh, those were, you know, uh, 30-fold. But as we got into the, uh, the deliverance salvation plan into its various vertical levels, we get into the 60-fold. Then when we get into, you know, a war of the good and evil watcher angels, the principalities against principalities, uh, we're beginning to get then into the ancient fold, uh, the ancient uh, 100-fold uh, that differentiates from the, 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 the war of the thrones, the, the cosmic crater versus, ver, uh, uh, versus the ancient of days. And so we are universally called to plant the great zero. And that sounds like, well, why would I want to plant the zero? Well, you'll find out before I'm done here. Because zero is an overcoming portal. It's an overcoming portal to the, to the fringes of the dimension of one of the first domain. The age of ion 
is not only coming, but to some people they will be experiencing it in parts and pieces and being able to draw uh, from that uh, language and that, that wonderful experience of knowledge. And we've talked about Ezekiel 1, 4 through 26, about the throne of glory, about the Merkaba, which means uh, the pilot hold of the, of the Zith, uh, where uh, with the heavenly charioteer, charioteer uh, uh, Merkaba stood, uh, the white horse rider uh, with his seven colors of the rainbow, which is the color white, um, Psalms 18.5, Isaiah 19.1, Hebrews 3.8, uh, and then Exodus 24, 10 through 12. Uh, blessed be the name of God. It is so awesome. We talk about the Shema. And people, uh, the Jews interpret that as just a one physical thing. But but the actual teachings, and that's in Numbers fifteen thirty seven through 41, comes from the, the word ekad, which is a plural one, which is being missed in that uh, stupendous revelation. We talked a little bit last week about the breastplate and and how that the breastplate had in it the Urim and Thummim, how that on the one side from the 30-fold level you have a physical breastplate, but it carries within it its very pockets the potential of the perfection of lights, the blue perfect, which is the hundredfold, and it carries also then the 60-fold, you know? And so when the Bible says in Exodus twenty-eight fifteen, you shall make a breastplate of judgment. It's a bless uh, a breastplate that can make a, a discerning of the spirits possible, and that's what what the word judgment there means. So, God is moving by His Spirit, people. God is moving by His Spirit. And we've talked in the past, I don't have time to go over that today, about the pomegranate and the bell, the pomegranate and the bell, that were around the fringe, and how the fringe ties into all these uh, different uh, meanings uh, with their special colors, blue and purple and scarlet. And those are all meanings that, you know, you need to go back and listen to some of these teachings because they all tie in to these awesome uh, revelations. And then we talked about uh, and this was very important last week that people talk about, you know, the revelation given in the mount. And they go through, you know, all the, the, the things that are in Exodus, uh, which are the, 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 uh, some of the holy articles. And they really think that, you know, that's the big thing that was re- revealed in the mount. Uh, uh, you know, there's many of those things not revealed in the mount. Uh, but the thing that was really revealed in the mount, as I shared with you last week, uh, was the glory of the Lord that abode upon uh, Mount uh, Sinai and, 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 and the revelations in Psalms 67 of the 20,000 uh, 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 chariots that were actually 20,000 angels, which is back into that revelation of how that this special kind of, um, of material, superior spirit material, was infused into actually uh, the very uh, chariot itself, uh, so that the spirit of the chariot uh, was, in, was actually a part of the very uh, ship itself, and 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 I read to you in Ezekiel that that wherever the spirit went, that's where everybody else went. Uh, they were following the instructions of the spirit of the craft, and, and uh, wow! And and we've shared with you how that you know 
the Father taught Jesus the resurrection. John uh, 5, 20 through 23. And how does that resurrection was a specialized resurrection for those angels that were given charge uh, 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 of Jesus uh, to lift him up. Least he dashed his feet against the the, uh, the stones. Um, and we talk, talked about how that in John uh, 1, 14, that the word was made flesh. Uh, in Psalms 104.30, you send forth your spirit. They are created. They are renewed on the face of the earth. The renewal, uh, creation, all of those things are dependent on the knowing and understanding of the sending forth of the spirit. That's what the Bible teaches. That is what the Bible is saying. That is what uh, Psalms 19 is about. That is what these scriptures are about. And yes, there are scriptures in the Bible about dark energy and dark matter. Uh, you know, Second Samuel's twenty-two, twelve, Psalms eighteen, nine. Um, you know, and and uh, and uh, dark matter, Psalms. Uh, pardon me, Isaiah forty, twenty-one through twenty-two. Uh, we talked about the different kinds of birds. The bird ministry. The dove was a symbol of the Holy Ghost, and 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 uh, and it, that was a personification. Uh, and then we talked about. Noah and the two kinds of birds representing both the, the, the negative and the positive, the raven and, and the dove. Once again, the dove was the dove that brought back the, the symbol of peace and, and, and was the surety. Uh, the raven, you know, there's more than one kind of raven. The ravens were also used to feed Elijah. But the thing that people don't understand, there were the black ravens and then there was the white ravens. And the white ravens were the ones that fed Elijah. And, and so there's both the positive and the negative. And, and when we get into these bird wars of the angels and we understand, the, you know, about the, the striving on the great sea uh, of the wings of the wind as spoken of in Second Samuel 22, 1, uh, and that, that, that this is in a battle uh, for the souls when it speaks about the birds and the thrones and all these things like Daniel 7, 2 through 3 and 7, 2 through 10 um, and all these other scriptures that go with it. It is so important to be in on this thing, to get this understanding of the differentiation of the pattern warfares uh, to the, the specific position of where the revelation came because that makes the difference of whether the horizontal plane is. And if the horizontal plane has only a few interceptions of rises, uh, then that keeps it in the 30-fold. But if the horizontal uh, uh, plane has been turned into a vertical ascent, and, and, and that vertical ascent is straight up, it's a total lattice ladder uh, of Jacob, then we are really talking about being on the way and closing up the distance of zero. And so these things are exciting. They are beautiful. They are, are awesome. We talked a little bit about the destroyer to show. We gave you all kinds of scriptures last week. Go back and listen to those again, you know. But we know in Matthew twenty four thirty one that God is going to gather His elect from the four winds of the earth. We talked about the patterns. Then and and again in uh, of the holy articles and Exodus twenty five nine through forty, uh, and uh, and Exodus eight four. Uh, you know these are all important. 
but they don't compare it to Hebrews 8.5, the pattern showed in the mount uh, that had to do with these ziths that are described and the angels that are described in Psalm 67. We went through some of the different names, Zamzimans, the, the Zuzims, and the Zams, and the Zaman, and there's the Zaman, as it would be said more in Hebrew. And we gave you all those numbers. Go back and listen to that. You know, we showed we showed you what all these different um, numbers are uh, that uh, in the Strongs that represent the Ziths, uh, the the uh, the the Zoots, uh, the Zams, and and uh, and the the Ziths with an S. Okay, now we just got to keep this thing moving because, <laughs> you know, we talked uh, so much about so many different things. We we went through all the different winds. You know, Second Samuel twenty-two eleven was seen upon the winds, wings of the winds, and and Isaiah forty thirty-one mount up with wings of eagles, and and uh, and the you know, you just need to go back and listen to all that. I can't go over it again, and we're going to just miss out on on some of this. And we talked about, as I said, that going back and and all of that, and uh, so uh, now we're 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 getting ready to. To move on, the, not forget this thing on the chanets or the charrettes, uh, which is this energy that is used in the physical creation of, of, uh, of the uh, physical creation world. Um, but we understand that God is going to deliver his people through the good birds. And Isaiah 33, 5, birds as flying are going to deliver, are going to deliver um, uh, Israel. And... Um, and you could find the, the dove symbol represented in Matthew 3.16, Mark 1.10, Luke 3.22, and John 1.37. And uh, uh, I gotta, I'm going to have to stop there and get on over here into my revelation of, uh, the, um, of, of the thing of zero to, to uh, really get this thing rolling. Other bodies, other tongues, not of this world. John 18.36 says, My kingdom is not of this world. If it were, we would be warring physically. Uh, my servants would be fighting for me. But he says, this, you know, that flesh and blood can't inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, he's basically saying, as it says in, in Ephesians uh, 6.12. So, my kingdom is not of this world. You've got to get that down, people. You've got to get that down because flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. My kingdom is not of this world. John fifteen nineteen. You are not of this world. You are not of this world. <clears throat> okay. Get that down. Get that down. Get that down. 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty five. Some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? Well, what do you mean with what body do they come? Thou fool, that which thou soweth is not quickened, except it die. And, and you know, of course, some people don't realize that you don't really literally have to die in every case because uh, we are baptized unto Christ's death. So some people will be, uh, will be um, raptured and, and not die uh, the physical death. Uh, but it doesn't mean that you're cursed if you do, because you still can be quickened. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not the body that shall be, but bare grain it may chance of wheat or some other grain. And what's talking about wheat, if you look in the revelation of the Bible, 
the, the wheat stands for the, for the harvest of the people. It stands for the people. So when it's saying wheat here, it's standing for people, standing for human beings. And it's very, very important to understand that. And so that which thou sowest, thou sowest not the body that shall be, but bear grain, it may chance. And our Bible says in the Old Testament, everybody's going to get a time and a chance to work out their salvation. So it may chance of being a different body than you think. You know, one of the original revelation things I got about in the Holy Manifest was what you see is not what is. What you see is what is not. Okay, now, uh, in Hosea 1.8 uh, 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 through 10, I'm going to read that to you. That This is a pretty important revelation. So uh, let's go back to the Old Testament and uh, let's, uh, let's get... Uh, Go after Daniel. Go, you know, uh, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, uh, then Daniel. Then after Daniel, you get into Hosea. And let's look at Hosea 1.8. Begin with 1.8. One, one uh, it says, Now, when she had, we- had winged uh, Lo-Ruhama, she conceived and bare a son. Then said God, Call his name Lo-Ami. For you are not my people, and I will not be your God. Call his name Loami. For you are not my people, and I I will not be your God. Yet the number of the children of Israel shall be as the sand of the sea, which uh, which cannot be measured nor numbered. And it shall come to pass that in the place where it was said unto them, You are not my people. There it shall be said unto them, You are the sons of the living God. Now, how can this be? How can in one place God say, you are not my people? How can in another place that be reversed and God say, you are my people? Under this name that it, it, it is given, which is a very deep meaning, Luami, or Loami. Well, it says it's going to come to pass and there's something that's going to happen, no doubt, that's going to make this possible. And we want to share with you what it is that's going to make that possible so that something that is in the negative can be changed to the positive. Something that is of one charge is going to be changed to a different charge. Something that is matter is going to be changed to antimatter. Something that is on the, the uh, flat-lined horizon with only a, a few intercepts is going to be changed to a vertical uh, uh, clivity. Uh, uh, working their way toward uh, shortening the distance uh, between them and and uh, uh, absolute zero, which is the absolute God, the absolute energy, the absolute love, the absolute revelation. Okay, well, let's look at this. Let's see where we're coming from. Okay, so then we, we go on. Uh, and in uh, verse uh, 40 of 1 Corinthians fifteen thirty-five, there are celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial. The glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There are different glories, just like there are different folds, 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold. There are different glories. And, and we have to really get bro- bold and brazen if we want to understand this Hosea thing of, of the one chapter 1, 8 through 10, because believe me, it applies to us. So the answer to Hosea, uh, to, the answer is in Hosea one twenty one, And it shall come to pass in that day. Now we are in a contextual setting of the same chapter. 
It shall come to pass in that day, in that day in which he said, you are not mine, you are not of God, I have nothing to do with you, and then it gets reversed, yes, you are the sons of God, you are mine. In that day, I will hear the heavens. And it goes on to say, and you will hear the corn and, 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 and the fruits of the earth. Uh, when the people come to this place where they are ministering from the heavens, the things of heaven, to the people of the earth that are, are to be part of the harvest, that is the day that they will begin to hear, to, to know the unknown tongues. That is the day they'll begin to get the revelation. And, and when they begin to get that revelation, uh, that is when they are going to have their reversal happen. Their charge is going to happen. They're going to be changed from the negative energy to the positive energy. They're going to be changed from the creatures that they were to, to creatures that they, they were not. Uh, blessed be the name of God. And we are all interested in that acclivity. We are all interested in that vertical ascent. <clears throat> Isaiah forty five twenty five, in the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall glory. There's one of those glories, the different glories. You know, the, there's the celestial glory, the terrestrial glory. The each glory is different from another. If you're in the terrestrial glories, that, that that's still in the 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 vertical plane. Uh, pardon me, the the horizontal plane. But if you get into the vertical plane, you get into the celestial glory. Okay, now, justification, that's such an incredible teaching. That's such an incredible teaching. I shared with you last week from Psalms, how that God does not judge us uh, for our justification based on the things that we have done. Uh, if we were, if, if we, we were based uh, on that, uh, we would not make it. We would just not make it. Um, yeah, I'm running out of time, but I, there's some things I have to cover here before I close this out. Just have to cover. Um, and um, uh, it shall, you know, it shall come to pass in that day, I will hear the heavens. <laughs> uh, and that was in uh, Hosea 121. Hosea, Isaiah 45, 25. The Lord shall, in the Lord shall all the seed of Israel be justified and shall, uh, shall glory. Uh, you are all going to get a chance at justification. And you're all going to get a chance at entering into the higher glories. Okay, so Isaiah 51. I am the Lord of hosts. I have put my words, which is seed, in your mouth. And I will cover thee in the dark pavilions that I may plant the heavens and prove, therefore, the foundations of the earth when I say unto Zion, Thou art my people. Isaiah 51, 15 through 16. So, this is the secret, getting out this seed. Now, Luke 8.11, get this people, come on, get this, please get this. Luke 8.11, the seed is the word of God. Greek 47.03, the seed is the word of God. So when we're talking about the sound tron and the word going out, we're talking about the seed going out because the seed is the word of God. And so that connects to Psalms 19. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth. Then changed in Romans 10, 18, their sound or their word has gone out. The sound tron. Okay, 
Seed and seeds. Galatians 3.16. Not seeds, but seed. A manifold one. The differentiation. And um, there's some other stuff I want to get into, but I'm going to have to skip here because there's, um, you know, here's another one I want you to not forget. This is really important. John 3.34. The Spirit can be measured. The Bible says that Jesus, the Spirit upon him was without measure. But on others, it's measured. Now that means that there, there can be increments of the Spirit. So when we're talking about this ship, this chariot that is made into a ship, and it's partly uh, physical, and it's partly spirit, uh, then that's because there is this possibility of this, this mingling, uh, just like our bodies are part spirit and part physical. And, and, and it's proven in John 3.34 about the spirit being able to be measured. And so, wow. Four thousand, and we see that there are these two different kinds of measurement. There is in Revelation twenty-one seventeen, according to the measure of a man, that is of the angel. So there is the differentiation between what the Son of Man, the Son of God, the the the, the human being uh, as he is in one level, the human being as he is in the angelic level, speaking in the tongues of, of angels. So in Proverbs 20.10, when it talks about there's diver weights and measures, it says that that could be so serious, your decisions, because it can, it can be things that are an abomination to God. Okay. Wow. I, I, I wanted to share with you more, but there's one thing I promised you I would share with you, and I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you the, a formula. And then next week, I'm going to continue with this revelation so you can understand about this formula and what it really is and, and how awesome it is. Um, I've just got to see here what I did with it. Here it is. Okay. <clears throat> now, you may remember that, um, that Einstein had a formula and, and, and it's basically called, uh, you know... Um, the law of nature. And um, it was that uh, energy equaled mass plus light, the speed of light squared. Well, we have this formula that we're going to share with you, this divine formula. And it, I want you to write this down. Get your pencil. Get your pain, pens. After I give this, I'm going to then uh, close. Um, but it, it is incredible. And it's about uh, the Manifesto Yana's revelation of the distance to zero. Write this down in capital letters. Write this down. S-E-E times D-V with a superscript 2 times L-T equals universe. S-E-E times D-V-2 that's a high two superscript times LT equals universe. Now, S-E-E means 
spirit energy effect. Now we may later call it for the sake of the people that just can't swallow the spirit thing, unfortunately for them, to superior energy effect. But when we say superior energy effect, we'll be talking about the spirit capital. C, what a neat word. It's about being able to see this incredible revelation. S-E-E. Times or plus, depending how we want to do this mathematically and spiritually. Plus DV2, which is the droma, the domatron velocity squared. C equals DV2 equals LT, which is latolution transitions, equal the universe. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, as I promised you. The spirit energy effect, plus or times, depending how you approach it. The domatron velocity, plus or times, the latolution transitions. That is a famous-to-be revelation and formula that is missing by the scientific world today. And when they say they have 95.4% no knowledge of black matter and or dark matter, pardon me, and dark energy, they are saying that 95.4% of the universe They do not know. And we're telling you that this covers all the universe. There is no place, as in Psalms 19, that this voice, that this voice of the message of seed has not been heard, has not been sent. And we are to go out and magnify that word. And in in the, the Isaiah scripture that I gave you in chapter 51, we are to plant the heavens. And magnify that word. Satan wants to take things back to his colossal dinosaurs. But we want to take things up that Jacob ladder, that lattice, to the vertical rise, to the ultimate, ultimate zero, the blue perfect, ultimate, absolute zero energy of God. Love of God, Janet Lee at the organ as we close. God bless you.